program is paid for by Talking Reds, LLC. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley is on the air. Quiet on the set. We're all sound. Action. You can be part of the show by calling 392-TALK. That's 392-8255. Or hit the guys up on social media by tweeting to at Jeff Cardoza UF and at Pat underscore Dooley. The grill is hot and the beverages are ice cold. It's time to tailgate. Here's Jeff and Pat. What was that? No, I don't. My sinuses are giving me all kinds of problems tonight, today. Um, Excuse me. All right. We are back here. Second hour brought to you, as always, by Meldon Law. They won't back down. We appreciate Meldon Law for being a sponsor of this and all the other things they sponsor, including Coach Spurs' appearances on the podcast, um, which we've had some trouble with lately. I know people get mad. Like two minutes of it got cut off. And they get mad at they you. They get for that? mad at me. I can't do anything about it. Doing they the best. They probably get mad because I go on there once a week. They do get mad about that. I will say that. <laughs> um, I know that uh, you you are a big fan of LAV golf, Robbie and uh, Charles Barkley. Certainly. Well, who cares? I know. I don't. I couldn't care. Couldn't care less about him. I couldn't. And again, they keep bringing in golfers that I don't care about. Henrik Stenson, who gave gave up his Ryder Cup. Captaincy Captain. that is unbelievable. For, purely for money, and I'm like, well, the is hell. He not, does he not have enough money right now? What's yeah? Hell with you. And and then of course, I think it's, this is going to be the turning point. They were able to get Jason Kokrak to come over. Ooh, that's a turn. Yeah. That's a game changer. And Charles Howell, who is actually a Gator fan, I didn't even know that. Um, uh, Mike Hill told me that he that he's really big Gator fan. I wonder why. I don't know. His best days are behind him, though. His best days weren't that good. I know they weren't. He was really a good player, but, but now he, wasn't he goes a, and gets free money. Yeah, so you're going to get paid even if you don't make. Well, there's no cut. And so I get, I get all these guys who, especially guys like that, who are like, wait a minute, you're going to give me money and I don't have to make a cut and I don't even have to practice if I don't want to. And I can shoot a hundred and yeah, I can shoot a hundred and I still get paid. Get yeah, paid. I'd rather do that than grind it out on the tour. And the most competitive. Yeah, it's hard to make a living out there. But we'll see what happens. I mean, there's. There's a lot still. It's going like on exhibition golf, but I have no interest in it. No, I, I don't even no. know. I don't even know if I had interest how I could watch it. So, and there's oh, no TV, right? I, I think it's streaming only, which I I'd, I guess the old man in me is still. It, I like it better when it's on the actual television, <laughs> yeah, the telly, too. when it's on the telly. In fact, Look, the hack room's empty now at media days. It is. It is. Unless there's somebody hiding behind her. Yeah, there is. There is somebody. Yeah. <laughs> Heather Dinich. I love Heather. She's great. Um, anyway, what was I going to talk about? I totally forgot. You, you, oh, I just wanted to kind of uh, summarize what we talked about in the first hour. Uh, number one was uh, Billy Napier's birthday is today. Um, so happy birthday to Coach. And um, uh, some of the things he had to say yesterday that were really interesting about Flor- and and that Greg McElroy said about Florida, Florida doesn't need to worry about Georgia. Worry they about yourself. Worry about themselves. Yep. I've always said that. Yep. Uh, Kirby Smart again saying, and again, this everybody acts like he's never said this before. He said it last year. It comes up all the time. Yeah, he he wants Florida Georgia game to move to the campuses. I n- none of that makes sense, but it, you know whatever they do, they do. Uh, Miami getting rid of its turnover chain. 
uh, Mario Cristobal saying no. Can you imagine if, because remember the spring game, they brought out a turnover chain. And then Napier Floyd, found Floyd, out about he it and he went, no. That's not, no, you'll never see it again. Do, we're not going to do that. <laughs> but can you imagine if they were going to do that and then Miami didn't do it? Yeah. Now now I'd be going, no, no, no. Uh, yeah, what's going on you, here? you got to get rid of that. <laughs> uh, so all that we've talked about. Uh, we haven't talked about Andrew Nemhard signing a deal. Uh, of course, he was the 31st pick, first pick in the second round. For, what did he get? Indiana. Four years, $8.6 million. The $6.4 million that is guaranteed the most ever for a college second-round pick. Good for him. So, you know, I don't know how good a pro he'll be. I know he's a really good college he's player. He's a good, yeah, great college yeah, player. I, I we'll see how good a pro he is. And uh, your best friend Kirby Smart also today. I saw that. He, they went huge for them. Getting a deal for $11.2 million a year over 10 years. And... You know, it's what the, it, it is. What the market, yeah, will it's bear. Market driven, and and so yeah, good for him. He gets all that money, and they've locked him up now. And I didn't think he was going to go anywhere anyway. But I mean, there had to be a point where you have to worry about that. And of course, if he can't get the Georgia game moved, then they're going to fail in recruiting, and he'll get yeah, run He's out done. of town in two He's or three finished. years. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we'll see what happens with with. I mean, but it looks like Florida's got to deal with him for a long time. Uh, going forward, but everybody else in the league is too. Also, some good news for Gator baseball: uh, Josh Rivera coming back for another year. The shortstop, who slick feeling shortstop, hit better this year. Still needs to get better at that in that area. Will he be uh, a junior or a senior? Senior? I don't know. I don't know what anybody. He wasn't is drafted. I don't think he was. I don't think he was. Gators um, were w- well represented in the draft, though. They were, and. How about this, Robbie? The Division One Council has recommended that they get rid of the whole. Uh, you get one year to transfer. I saw th- that. No years. How about no? You can do it eight, as many yeah. times you want. I saw Rose. So Sully. if you thought it was bad before, yeah, it's going to be really bad. But I saw Rose Sully has gotten into the portal this year. Yeah, they've added like three or four oh, good so. guys. Well, they got that pitcher from Southern. Miss. He's real good, yeah. right? Yeah, he's he's. That's going to be a big. He may be there. Well, I mean, they got some good guys coming back, but uh, obviously he could easily be their Friday night starter. So, yeah, well, I that's mean, what a good coach does, though. He realized you didn't take advantage of something, and now you go back in and do. But late last year, O'Sully told me he said, "I, I didn't, didn't, yeah. I didn't do a good job with the portal. I didn't realize what a big deal it was yeah. going to be, and it turned out to be a huge deal." Yeah, really. All right, let's get some phone calls. Little Juice is up. What's going on, Little Juice? Hey, Ollie's. Uh, I was thinking about all these. I'm very much a traditionalist. I like the way things used to be in so many things. I'm not crazy about paying the players. I don't like the LIV tour. I was listening to a podcast, and they were talking about all them Aussies, Adam Scott and this guy that just won. It's going to be hard for them to hold off Norman and not go over there. But on the flip, on the flip side of it, it's almost going to be like it could turn out to be other than a few of the, those young Australians it's almost like a, uh, you got the senior tour and then you got another level because you watch so many tournaments now and a lot of the top 10 are 25 years old and younger. I mean, the college, the, those younger people are coming out and really competing. It's almost going to be an age bracketed thing in my, the way it's kind of laying out to me. Uh, yeah. That's a good point, though. A lot of young guys on tour. Yeah, and and the thing is though, 
I mean, it's so funny how the ones who are saying that they're against it, and again, you never know in a year they could change their mind. Um, you know, are, are are tend to be younger players. I mean, well, look at the majors this year; they're all under what twenty eight years old. Yeah, something like that. Well, and that's the thing. So that's Cameron trending, Smith definitely. supposedly was going to go to the LIV, but then he came out and said, "Well, I I don't know whether I am or not." I only, I get to drink as much beer as I can out of the Claret <laughs> jug first. That's a small jug. I think he so. Who won? Well, he said only it only contains two beers. Yeah, that's not. Yeah, that's not enough. I, that you've I've seen you with with cups, drink cups, bigger than that. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> a Wawa cup, large plastic cup, holds three beers. Really? Yeah, three? I, I think I, I think. Anyway, thanks, guys. All right. Thanks for the call. But he's right, though. There is like getting bracketed. Regular tour, young guys. NIL. No, well, NIL. It's, it, well, older NIL. guys. We had a call. 30 and 40s, and then but, you got the senior tour. And, but that's the way it is with those. With, I think that a lot of the older players are like, look, I don't want to grind this out anymore. If I don't have to grind it out. Too much work out, with all yeah, these young guys. I don't want to work this much. Yeah. You know, I, I thought the, the Graham McDowell quote kind of summed it up for me. We said, look, I go over there. I, I, I'm 150th in the uh, FedEx Cup standings. You're going nowhere. Why do I want to do Why do I want to keep doing that? You know, so. And again, his, he's way past his prime. So, um, all right, we got some spreads we're going to get to, uh, as well as some other things um, that we've talked about. And we'll continue to take your phone calls. We do have to get a break in. We'll do that. We'll come back here on the tailgate. Pat Dooley and Robbie Andrew here on ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Matthew Bell. The MLB returns after the All-Star break as the Miami Marlins hosted and lost to the Texas Rangers 8-0 earlier today. Right-hander John Gray gets the win for Texas as right-hander Pablo Lopez takes the L for the Marlins. Miami is now 9 games out of 500 and 15 games out of first place in the NL East. Tomorrow evening, the Tampa Bay Rays travel to Kansas City to visit the Royals. Left fielder Randy Rosarena leads Tampa Bay in RBIs with 43. The Rays are second in the AL East but are still a ways out of the red-hot New York Yankees. Gator sprinter champion Allison advanced to the finals of the 400-meter dash at the 2022 World Track and Field Championships in Oregon. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Matthew Bell. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Every morning, I get up, start the trek into town for a busy day ahead, and every morning, I kid you not, I pass an ugly green van or truck along the way, heading to work as well. But the best part of that sight is I know someone is about to be wowed with the craftsmanship and work ethic from days gone by with the technology of today, because that vehicle has vintage electric written across the side. And that quality is evident all over North Central Florida. And with more than two dozen licensed journeyman technicians, you can be assured that a call to Vintage Electric is a call you won't forget. Now, I'm sure there's tons of you out there with honeydews up the wazoo. And if any of those have to do with electricity, call Vintage Electric today. No job's too small. They do it all. From service upgrades to rewiring, appliance and AC circuits, and how about an entire smart home installation? That way, you can just ask Alexa to turn on the tailgate. So have them put their tailgate down, grab their tools, and sit back and know your electric job is going to be done right. Call up Vintage Electric today at 371-8021 or visit them online at vintageelectric.net. 
Hey, it's Kyle from Leonardo's. We're rolling along in 2022 as happy, healthy, and hungry as ever. You know, a big priority for me is to support as many local charities as possible. So check out the Leonardo's Facebook and Instagram pages to keep up with all of our fundraising efforts, topped off by being a title sponsor of the Bob Dooley Invitational. We're already ahead of our goal to donate $50,000 this year. So help us help the Gainesville community, baked since 1976, and it feels like we're just getting started. Ah, Jeff, did I mention the tailgate 10? The springtime is packed with Gator Sports, and it gives us a great chance to show off the Gator gear. Let everybody know who you're rooting for. So you probably already have enough shirts and tanks and tees and hats, but I bet you don't have enough accessories to accompany the orange and blue. But with one visit to Oaks Jewelry, they'll get you looking as good as the Gators do on the field. For more than 30 years, Oaks Jewelry has been making people all over town sparkle with a great selection of quality fine jewelry at the best possible prices. Engagement rings, necklaces, bracelets, diamonds, pendants, handbags, watches, and just watch all the compliments that you'll get with a piece you pulled from Oaks Jewelry. A proud member of the Gainesville Area Chamber of Commerce, Oaks Jewelry is the one-stop shop for all your jewelry needs. Check them out online at oaksjewelry.com or find them on Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, and Instagram. In 1971, Meldon Law was established, and since that time, the firm has been dedicated to getting the justice its clients deserve after being seriously injured in an accident. Our commitment to this community is paramount, and we won't back down in representing our clients. Meldon Law is the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators. Now, with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Lake City, MeldonLaw.com. WRUF Radio App, your source for sports every second of every hour of every day. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. All right, we are back here on the tailgate. Uh, again, our last show of the week. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll be back Monday. Well, although that's still up in the air. Robbie, you, you, may have to be, the air? you may have to come in Monday. Can you do that? I think I'm going to Tampa on Monday. Oh, that's right. You are going to Tampa. So maybe there'll be no show Monday. We'll see. Because uh, it depends on whether Where's Jeff. Carlos? Oh, his weekend could extend. Yeah, if they win X number of games and they have and to. And they're pretty good, Pat. Well, his son is the star, man. He's a great pitcher. Is he going to be a Gator than anything? I don't know. Will he be good enough to do I don't know if he is. I don't know if he is, if he's that good. But I know they're going to save him for Sunday to pitch him Sunday and try to get to the finals. And if they do that, then he would be there Monday and be no show Monday. Who was the pitcher for Florida in the 70s that pitched back-to-back games in the – Doug Corbett? Cor- yeah, Doug Corbett. Yeah. I couldn't think of his name the other day. He pitched, uh, he, yeah. He well, there were seven-inning games back then. But still, his arm, he was just incredible. Yeah, he could just go all day. Yeah. Kind of like you. All right, let us uh, go to the phones and Tennessee Mike's up. What's up, Mike? What's going on, gentlemen? Another day, another cattle call. I tried to get in a little late yesterday, Pat. I was coming in off the lake and tried to get in, but he couldn't make it. Yep. I, I hey, Robbie, that. I haven't talked to you. You there, Robbie? Yeah. Hey, Robbie, last time I was on, I busted on Jill Biden. I wasn't busting on you. I just wanted to square up with you. Okay. Uh, I'm glad you said that. Yeah, Thank if you. I was going to bust on anybody down there at the station, it'd be Pat. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I figure you're <laughs> smart enough to know that. Oh, yeah. 
Hey, uh, guys, got something, uh, some good content for you today. So, Kirby got a big raise, huh? Huge, yeah. 11 million you know, a year. Guys, um, yep. You know, guys, uh, one thing you got to give credit to Georgia. Let's think about this. Let's go back to when Spurrier showed up in Florida. I got one thing for y'all on uh, Napier and the Heifel comment, guys, but hearing this news on uh, Muschamp. Okay, Ray Goff was a goon or a boob, and Spurrier drilled him and made fun of him. But you go back to when Donnan showed up. I think did it get a little loose on Don in there in the at last year? Maybe he lost to Vanderbilt once or twice. I think. Yeah, yeah he did. He's he did. the only one that beats Burger though. For yeah, ninety seven. Yeah. yeah, but Don and for most of his tenure, Georgia, in my opinion, had the third best team in in the SEC. Just couldn't beat Spurrier and Fulmer. Um, but I think there towards the end, he might have lost to Vanderbilt once, maybe twice, and they popped him. Um, on do we all know the the history here? Rick forever. They decided he couldn't. He was. Kind of has been, so they popped him. And then, you know, we all know all this. One thing you got to give Georgia a lot of credit, guys, is, is they know when to, to move on from a football coach, fire a football coach, however you want to term it. Tennessee and, and Florida have both let it bottom out four and eight seasons. That's something Georgia hasn't had to endure. And one thing we've definitely learned up here in Knoxville is, is a lot of times when you let it bottom out and you lose that momentum, it's, it's nearly impossible to get it back. I mean, when you fall off the top of the mountain, there's not going to be anybody feeling sorry for you. Yeah, Georgia definitely has done the preemptive strike on coaches. Yeah, but I, I they, will say this. They don't wait. I can tell you, if, I don't think, if, I think if South Carolina wasn't open and they were talking to Kirby Smart, I'm not sure that Rick would have gotten fired. I think that, I think if that, that wasn't something, they felt like they could not let him go, especially to another school in the SEC. They so had, they, to, get they, him, they had yeah. to make a move and, yeah. and, and make that move. Because he's I think, their spurrier. And, and, they, and Mark Rick, I, there was one year they were seven and six, I think, beat UCF in a bowl game. So that was probably about the lowest they got yeah. to. Yeah, but that's, it's a long way from seven and six to four and eight. Yeah, that's true. And losing yeah, and I mean, to Georgia Southern. Give, a yeah, team that didn't complete a pass. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that's where your AD and your administration comes in. So, They're not but mine. I'll tell you this, guys. I still go with Kirby Smart. He he didn't pay his dues. He didn't, speaking of Georgia Southern, he's never built anything. Everybody say on Kiff and all, he got dropped off on third base, thought he hit a triple. That's Kirby Smart, guys. Kirby, you know, we'll see long term, but Kirby Smart's a lot more like Fulmer than Spurrier to me. He got dropped off in a nice situation and hadn't screwed it up. Yeah, and people still question his ability as a bench coach, you know what I'm saying? Whether yeah. he's good, good, new, good with X's and O's and all players that other were too stuff. good. Yeah. Yeah, but this, yeah, but this new NIL deal area, who knows? But I just, I don't, I don't have a ton of respect for Kirby Smart. I, I, I respect coaches that have built something. Do y'all go with me on that? No, I think if you take when you get an opportunity to go into a job, and remember their first year wasn't great, and um, and then all those guys came back, Chubb, Michelle, yeah, and they all said, hey, we're, we're, we could go pro and be first rounders, but we want to come back and try this and try to make it special. And that was the year they got within one play of winning the whole thing. So, I mean, I, I don't think you can say that uh, a guy that has played in two national championship games has got dropped mm. off on third. He didn't okay, have to rebuild well, uh, anything, though. You're right about that. No. I, I mean, they I, were pretty – they were loaded say, when he got there. I'd probably say Kirby Smart got dropped off sliding into home plate. Well, well, I can see that. I, I don't know. I, I think. I mean, I think he's done a heck of a job, and he has changed recruiting in this conference, and um, it's caused Florida fans all kinds of angst. And well, Saban did it first. Yeah. Well, Meyer did it first. Yeah, Meyer did it. Yeah, and then Saban. And then right. he did it, and now Jimbo's hey. doing it. Yeah. 
Hey, guys, two quick hits, and I'll get out of y'all's way. Um, I, uh, when um, Napier was up there yesterday, Pat, I thought about you when your favorite uh, guy. It kills me how you media guys can't stand some of your bros. When, when Mike Griffith asked that question, speaking to Kirby, about how much I asked Napier how much he respected Kirby, I, I just got a big chuckle thinking about you reaching for your heart pills. Your boy Mike Griffith asking Napier about Kirby. It doesn't get much better than that, does it? Yeah. yeah. I, I'm sure he asked other coaches about Georgia, too, over the course of the week. <laughs> That's what he does. Hey, guys, I know I've hung out with Griff a little bit uh, off air, but, uh, you know, we're not bros, but we've hung out a little bit. And his, Mike Griffith is not a – he's not a worshiper of a team. He's a coach worshiper, guys. He, it's not so much the team, it's the coach. He he gets in with these coaches, and he, he really he's – a, he's a fluffer for all these coaches. He loved not, the balls, though. When he covered Tennessee, he loved them. Yeah. Hey, one last thing for you guys. I'm speaking of today. Today was Heupel. Um, I heard a uh, media guy, I think it might have been a Tampa guy or Orlando, one of the two big cities down there. He brought up, I'd forgotten this, guys, about how uh, Mullen drilled Tennessee last year. What was it, 38-14? Yeah, I think that was it. Yeah, yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah. Tennessee was still figuring out its quarterback situation. Hadn't gone full-time to, to hooker yet, but – Florida handily won that game, and the uh, rider, I'm sorry I can't cite the name to you guys, but uh, isn't it kind of interesting sports? I mean, here's Florida drills Tennessee last year. I mean, drilled them, best I remember. And, uh, Nap- and um, Mullen gets popped, and Heupel wins the Spurrier Coach of the Year award. <laughs> well, he shared it. No, no, no. See, it, no, he won it. That's another Mickey Mouse thing. Heupel won it. You guys just wouldn't give it to him. What do you mean uh, we wouldn't give it to him? You think I had anything to do with that? <laughs> That was Coach yeah, Spurrier's I, I decision Coach only. So, I, I bet, I bet you, so you're I, basically I ripping Spurrier. Steve Spurrier is what you're doing. You know, you know, I hate it for Coach Spurrier. Sounds like a great award. You don't give an award to two coaches. Is, that, is, this, is Mickey Mouse giving this award out, guys? No. But, but I you agree. You if you're going to give an award, you give it to one person. In, in well, they had the same one, record, didn't in, they? In year one, you're trying to establish your trophy, and you give it to two coaches, and including a clown like Beamer. I mean, that's just that's that's a joke. But hey, guys, one thing, final question for you: Heifel, guys, you know, he looks a lot like Fulmer. He's a fat slob, but he did go twelve and zero, won a national championship. Sounded like he might have gotten screwed in his Heisman race, Pat. Maybe you could clue me in on that. But how different would the view be on Heifel if he won a national title and won the Heisman? You mean as a coach? How- no, no. Heupel finished. Heupel finished runner-up for the Heisman. Right. Won a national. And I think that was Winky's year. I want to say it was. It was Winky's year. Yeah. Okay. Little Winky got, yeah. <laughs> got, 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 got beat out by thirty. Didn't he win in uh, Best in Show, Winky? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Got yeah. Heupel got beat out by thirty-five-year-old Chris Winky. Looks yeah. like a slob. But went twelve and zero, won a national title. But that just shows you the power of the Heisman guys. I think a lot of people look at Heupel as kind of a boring ho hum slob. But if you win the Heisman and you have an undefeated, you lead Oklahoma to the national title, he'd be like Spire. Hell, Spire didn't do that. No, he didn't. But I, he wouldn't be I, like Spire. I, I, I guess that just shows the power of the Heisman. The, the difference between finishing runner up to a thirty-five year old senior citizen or or getting the trophy. Well, what's amazing is that uh, Josh Heupel went seven to six. Dan Mullen went five and six. One of them got fired. The other one got the Spurrier Award. <laughs> Think about that. Yeah. I mean, he, he, it's really not that big of a difference. Um, but that's the the weird thing is that because there was so much momentum because of the way they played offense, everybody freaked out and they were like. This. But I, but when I look back to Heupel that year, he had a lot of those. Like a lot of his yards came on screen passes and little oh, yeah, dinks, were a lot of dinks and dunks. Screens, yeah. and he didn't have a really great arm. And Winky, he, to his credit, he did. Yeah. Threw, he did. It, threw the ball down the field a lot more.
I was telling, who was I telling this story? I, I was telling this to my wife about, um, well, I, I, well, we'll talk about it a little bit later because this takes a while, but let's get John's call first. John, what's up? Hey, uh, I don't know how it winds up. I'm always behind this guy. So, anyhow. You're batting clean up now. You need to time your calls better, that's all. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I was in college with, uh, what was it, Corbin. Cor- I've watched him pitch a ton. And uh, he's he's got through double heaven, right? Yeah. Yeah. Corbin, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Corbin. He was, he was, a, he was a stud. He was good. I don't know where he. I don't know where he wound up in his pro career, but you know, back then, he just threw and threw and threw and threw. Yeah, he had a very good arm, a very strong arm. Yeah, he did. Well, do you know where he was from, Corbett? Was he from Gainesville? Mm-hmm. No. Where was he from? Mm-hmm. I think he was from the north somewhere. Oh. I got I don't know. I'm not sure where he's where he was from. Maybe there's somebody out there listening that knows better. Than I do. I saw where Joe Portale died. Oh, did he? Yeah. Who? Joe Portale. Joe Portale, the fullback. Oh my goodness! Yeah. He was from Ohio. Yeah, he was. Too young. Anyway, going back to Tennessee, whoever he is, talking about how smart they are in, in in firing coaches in Georgia. Well, I I coached in Georgia in the seventies. And I'll tell you what, Vince Dooley, Vince Dooley had so many six and five, six and four seasons. He had, for the grace of God, he got Herschel Walker. That's what made his career. And then on top of that, they hung on to Ray Goff for the end of the world. And I'm glad they did. So uh, they're not that, they're not geniuses up there about hiring coaches. No, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, they fired Rick, and, you know, I, I was kind of stunned when they did, but I think, again, I go back to the whole Kirby Smart thing. They were targeting him. South Carolina was going after him hard, and they thought they were going to get him, and then I think I think Greg McGarity said, hey. He's our guy. we got to get him. We, yeah, we can't let this happen, so, you know, let's make the move. Well, guess where McGarity went to school? Of course, he went to Georgia. Georgia. <laughs> no, he went to Florida. Well, no, he didn't go to school in Florida. Here. He worked here for a while, but he went to he Georgia. Was a, he was a Georgia graduate. Oh, okay. He was a tennis oh, player at Georgia. Yeah. Okay. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Anyway, uh, thanks for taking my call. Yeah. But didn't Miami, Miami has done the same thing by hiring, what's the name from Oregon? Cristobal. Yeah, Cristobal. They they he, they know he was a fit, so they got rid of, uh, what's his name? I saw the uh, quote from Van Dyke, the quarterback. He said, if FSU hadn't beaten us, Crystal Ball wouldn't be here. We'd, basically, we'd still be stuck with, uh, what's his name, Diaz. Yeah, Manny Diaz. Oh, my God. God, did you feel the bus run they you over? They blew that FSU game, too. You know, it's that weird. blown I, game. I didn't watch the the last half of that game for some reason. There was some other great game that was on, and maybe it was on my second TV, and I just didn't have the sound up. Yeah. And I really – I need to go back and watch that game sometime. By the way, Doug Corbett pitched eight years in the major leagues. How about that? Where where, where at? Uh, for your Twins. All right. In fact, he pitched 54 games one year for the Twins. Wow. And uh, 73 in his in his first year. I uh, also pitched for the um, 
California Angels. And I knew, I, knew, I thought was I didn't remember from California. Baltimore. Angels. Where was he from? Does it say? Um, yes, he is from Sarasota. Wow. I did not know that. I thought he was from. You uh, say you thought you thought he's from up north. Somewhere up north, yeah, Sarasota, and he's two years older than us. That's all. Well, I remember being when I was in school here. He yeah, was a big that. deal, yeah. and that, that game where he threw the both ends of the double header, you were just like, oh, "This is legendary stuff." Yeah, it really was. So anyway, got some. There's your breaking news on Doug Corbett. Is that uh, a Twins cap he's wearing? Uh, that's an Angels cap he's wearing. Oh, I can't see from here. <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, let's go ahead and get a break. We'll come back with more, and we'll go through through some of these early spreads. Uh, the first two weeks of college, week one and week two of college football. We'll give you some of those when we come back. You're listening to the tailgate on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. The flagship of the Florida Gators, ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Well, we all hope to be at the top of our game with everything we do. Hard work certainly helps, but so does preventing things from going haywire. So for me, it's maintaining my physique with a little less gummy bears. For those with AC units, it's a maintenance plan that'll keep you cool all year long. And there is nobody better at it than Crystal Air and Water. They've got fast service and flat rates with no surprises, no contracts, no pressure, and you can cancel anytime. Their four-tier preventative maintenance plan has something to suit whatever need you have. So when you need to feel secure that your AC unit is at the top of its game, a call to Crystal Air and Water is one you want to make. Summertime means fun time. It's a chance to get out and enjoy all the great things here in North Central Florida and beyond. Getting outside and getting after it again can be awesome, but turn into awful pretty quickly if you don't stretch or if you're just old like Pat Dooley. So if you have a mishap with some aches and pains and need any type of chiropractic treatment, there is nobody better in town than Dr. Paul Gardner. At Gardner Chiropractic and Injury, they have affordable, no-stress care. From sports injuries to chronic pain and headaches that won't go away, they've got many therapies that will get you better. They can even order MRIs, ultrasounds, CAT scans, x-rays, and blood work to get you all diagnosed the right way. Gardner Chiropractic and Injury Center has been making the people of Gainesville feel better for a really long time. Located right next to Gainesville Health and Fitness on University (laughs) Avenue, finding them is as easy as getting better. So give them a call today at 727-4438. As you look online at all the Facebook pages, the TikToks, and the tweets, there are resolutions everywhere. Heck, even Dooley is resolving to lift some weights and not to I suck at golf so badly this year. Man. So I told him the one-stop shop to fix up both is Play It Again Sports. If you have things you want to get better at for 2022, check out their bikes, their exercise equipment, their gloves and bats, and even their slew of Frisbees for a little Frisbee golf. They are the place for just about anything. And if you have anything just laying around don't use anymore, well, bring it in for some cold hard cash or trade it up for something snazzy play it again is the perfect place to find whatever you are looking for and it's located right on university and 34th street so it's easy to find and i'm there all the time so i just might see you at play it again sports from the uf weather center here is your wruf weather update a shower or thunderstorm can't be entirely ruled out this afternoon through the early evening. I think most areas, though, are going to see dry conditions, and that means plenty of heat to go around this afternoon. Highs in the low 90s give way to lows tonight, and the low 70s will have gradually clearing skies through the overnight hours. Tomorrow, I do think even more of us will stay dry through the afternoon. Highs in the low and mid-90s. From the UF Weather Central Meteorologist, Justin Ballard. 
Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, and Max Kellerman. Come over, say hello, Molly. On first take, we have Dabo Sweeney, and his quarterback has a difficult last name to pronounce, like my own. DJ. And I'm trying to get... No, I'm going to pronounce his last name. How do you say it? Call him DJ. Ungalele? Molly's last name is actually, actually Cherim. You know how I know that? I bothered to get to know the people I work with. Jay, you should try. Key, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. From pylon to pylon, we are your home for all things football. 63 touchdown, and the ball game is tied. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. And now, more of the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF and online at WRUF.com. Is there any hack in America that hasn't been on um, Time Bomb this week? I got Billy Lucci up there now. I haven't watched that much, Pat, so I don't know. There's your boy Olin Buchanan. Um, Yeah, but it's just interesting watching all all these hacks coming through there going on there anyway let's get a call in porter is up what's going on porter hey guys um actually before i uh to ask um uh, i never heard what uh, judd fabian uh position did you hear where he was drafted yeah he was like 63rd player taken something like that what will he do? Oh, so he improved he improved a good bit over last over his position last year then yeah i i, I assume so yeah i mean he Obviously, you know, he didn't have a lot of leverage this year. Usually, last year he right. had more leverage. He didn't have much right now. Right. That's why. That's why I was kind of you know, the, the sort of follow up questions. I wanted to see how that worked out because you know, with the uh, COVID and the extra year and and uh, you know everything kind of up in the air, it did give the athletes a little more uh, flexibility. But um, in his case, you know, his his leverage years last year and he kind of came in this year. I was just kind of curious how it works out. I would it would be good if it works out well for guys to come back to school for that for that last year. Um, yeah, there's a lot of guys that really made a lot of money this year. You know, some guys at Ole Miss did. Well, I, I mean, in the future, it would be yeah. good if the players do that because if it would be a trend. If, whereas if if they keep getting slammed, even if they have a good year, but because they don't have that leverage, their draft position isn't as good, or or the the, the team plays more hardball and, and they they don't get the contracts, then you've got a, an incentive to leave early. What I'm saying is it would be it would be nice if, however, if it works out well to get to you know lessen that that uh, that force because. You know, I think in the long run, it certainly Yeah, there aren't too many guys <laughs> that'll come back, uh, you know, if they're going to get the big bucks. And, and their coaches sure. will tell them, don't, you know, if, you, if you're a first-round pick, you know, you probably ought to go, when, whatever you, sport you, it is. If you're guaranteed to, to take care of your family, you know, and be set up, you know, then, then you know, why risk it? I, I get that. I'm not, I'm not begrudging that. But um, I just think baseball has so many forces working against it, but starting off with the 11 sevens scholarships and it's just you know it sure would be good to to have forces working to encourage guys to get their degree in college they you know we uh, they're seeing now that they get a better uh you know baseball um you know resume so to speak or whatever leading into the pros and in how well the guys are doing but well a lot of people will tell you that the, the reason in fact i've heard this said recently on national telecast the reason 
everybody's got guys still in 98. Every team has a bunch of them. The closer's still in 102. Well, part of the reason is these guys are getting developed better in college. And uh, mm-hmm. college baseball has improved so much that, uh, you know, guys are going there and, and that's their minor leagues. You know, they're they're able to make themselves even better. So, And you saw it with uh, some of the guys for Florida this year and I'd be interested to see what Caglione's yeah, doing yeah, To me, year. it seems like mm-hmm. that it would be easier to get lost in the minors than in college. People yeah. are going to see you in college. You're going to be out up front, and if you have a good year, they're going to see you. Plus, well, you don't I have totally, to ride I totally, too bad. I totally agree with, with, with you, but I'm, I granted, I have a dog in the fight. But also, if you're a kid sitting there, it's a 17 or 18-year-old kid, and you're gonna, are you going to go commit to college and – you know, hopefully, you know, you trust your skills and stuff. But if something happens, and you don't have anything, or are you gonna um, go for the money now, or you can always go back to college later. And I, I get that. I don't like it, but I get it. You know, <laughs> I was just if, if uh, anything we can we can uh, do that works well as a, as a as a you know market force to encourage staying in school is a, is a good thing in my mind. Hey, um, you were you were talking about uh, moving Florida Georgia or not? I I came up with this as a proposal like two two years ago. Um, and it, you know, one of those pipe dreams is never going to happen. And now, when I think about it, well, the Florida, Georgia, and Texas, Oklahoma are the only two games like that. They are just so unique. And I had, I, how about if we do for uh, two years where it's a home and home at Florida, Georgia? But the caveat is that Texas and Oklahoma do the same thing, and you have a home and home between Florida and Texas, or Florida and Oklahoma, and Georgia and Texas, or Georgia and Oklahoma. Now that we're going to be in the same league. I can see that, and that would be something that, that's good for the league. Um, you know, have, a, have, a, have in a four-year period, you'd have two in Georgia, but then you'd have two on campuses, and that would on the two in campuses, you, each team, Florida or Georgia, would have a home and home with either Texas or Oklahoma. Or if you want to get really tricky, Florida and Georgia play in Dallas, and Texas and Oklahoma play in Jacksonville. But I don't think that really does that anything as far as the that, makes that no one sense. doesn't. It doesn't do anything for the neutral game, but I mean, it uh, it opens up going to the other campus. But I, w- I would like to see them because you know, can you imagine how the Florida Georgia or Florida at Texas, Texas at Florida, Georgia and Oklahoma as a home and home, and it would just add add a you know extra accents to the to the coverage. And of course, ESPN, you know, that's their puppy. So I, I let's get on that, Pat, Robbie. No, right, man, go get no. it. Be safe, everybody. <laughs> no, I, I don't, I don't like that idea. No, I don't like it. Yeah. Either. It's not doing anything for me. Not only that, but I, what makes us think Texas and Oklahoma want to move their game either? I know exactly. I mean, they they want to keep it up. So, yeah. um, no, I, look, who knows where what maybe Oklahoma or Texas becomes one of Florida's permanent opponents. Even though that's <laughs> unlikely, but no, it is. But I mean, they're going to play those two teams. You know, every fourth year or whatever, yeah. to make sure the kids get to play and see all the campuses. So the visions are going to be done by then. They're done. Yeah. yeah In not. fact, it, the interesting thing to me was that um, Jimbo Fisher today. I mean, again, you've got to listen really close because it goes He's by so fast. fast yeah. yeah. But he was talking about how he goes. Yeah. He goes. Well, we want somebody asked him, "Who do you want to be your three permanent if 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 it ends up being three? And he said, "Well." Yeah, we want to keep we want to get that rivalry going back again with Texas and then LSU uh Texas A&M is a really good rival. And we and I think I think he wanted um I can't remember which team he was would Oh, Arkansas. 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 Yeah. He would think would be the throw because because we I don't think that worked out. We we ended up getting Mississippi State and I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Are you saying this has already been decided?" Yeah. Sounded like it. It didn't. it totally did. In fact, he said it twice like yeah. uh they've already come up with now again. 
they're they haven't I don't think they've decided which one they want to do yet whether they go eight or nine games but when they do they've it's all mapped out sounds like uh Robbie I'm going to give you before we go to break I'm going to give you a reason not to like Kentucky's quarterback Will I Levis. saw him posing with Tebow today okay but I'm going to give you a reason not to like not him. to like him okay hit me great video here of him he puts mayonnaise in his coffee Oh that, is, oh, that is disgusting. And I don't I don't mean just a little bit. Oh. I mean like a big glob and then stirs it up and it's just floating on the top. Get, get me Brenton Cox on the line. I want this man <laughs> sacked multiple times with you, a vengeance. Oh, you're going, you want Prince and, and Cox. Yeah, I want uh, to make a sandwich out of them. Squeeze the mayo right out of them. There's... There is no quarterback you dislike, and you, I, I've seen how you feel about Jameis Winston. Now there's a new quarterback at the top of your. Yeah, I don't the like Mayo him guy. I it was bad when Tebow. What did he put in it? His coffee put honey or something. That in it? that doesn't bother me. No, but mayonnaise. No, but I mean, watch this glob. video. Watch this video right here. Okay, watch how much he puts in. Oh, you gotta <laughs> be kidding me! Oh. Mm, looks delicious. Disgusting. As a mayonnaise fan, I can say uh, that. Uh, You're uh, not, you on the other hand are not a mayonnaise fan. All right. Sack him. I'm going to give you one uh, spread here before we go to break, and then we'll come back and talk about some of the others, unless we get some more calls. We do great. If we don't, no problem either. And this is a bit, little bit of a stunner to me, um, Robbie. Utah, Florida? No. No. I'll tell you about that, too. But Arkansas, seven-point favorite over Cincinnati. Cincinnati was just in, but they've lost. They the lost playoffs. a lot of players. They, they they still got a pretty good team. But Where's the game at? I'm pretty Neutral? sure it's at Arkansas, but it may be Arkansas is going to be pretty good, Pat. I think they are, but and I mean, Cincinnati's going to be breaking in a new quarterback. Yeah. The DBs are gone. But seven, it's a I, lot I can of points. I see that kind of a lot of points. We'll give you some more of the early season spreads when we come back. You're listening to The Tailgate. Of course, the second hour is always brought to you by Meldon Law. They won't back down. We'll be back with more. Pat Dooley and Robbie Andrew here on ESPN 98.1 FM at 850 AM WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Matthew Bell. The MLB returns after the All-Star break as the Miami Marlins hosted and lost to the Texas Rangers 8-0 earlier today. Right-hander John Gray gets the win for Texas as right-hander Pablo Lopez takes the L for the Marlins. Miami is now 9 games out of 500 and 15 games out of first place in the NL East. Tomorrow evening, the Tampa Bay Rays travel to Kansas City to visit the Royals. Left fielder Randy Rosarena leads Tampa Bay in RBIs with 43. The Rays are second in the AL East, but are still a ways out of the red-hot New York Yankees. Gator sprinter champion Allison advances to the finals of the 400-meter dash at the 2022 World Track and Field Championships in Oregon. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Matthew Bell. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8:50 AM, WRUF. You spoke, we listened. You wanted the easiest car buying experience ever. At Gatorland Toyota, we give you the easiest car buying experience ever. With Express Shopping, you can shop and buy your vehicle entirely from home. We'll even deliver your car to you. Want a customized Toyota? With our pre-order program, you can get the exact Toyota you want. And if you have a vehicle you'd like to trade or sell, we'll buy it whether you buy from us or not. Come experience how Gettle's got it at Gatorland Toyota today. Visit GatorlandToyota.com for the easiest car buying experience ever. 
Hi, this is Dr. Luis Rodriguez of Exceptional Dentistry. Hear what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. So I have a full upper dental implant and full lower. The bottom is removable. So I had everything removed and replaced. I take them out every day, clean them, and put them back in. They snap on securely so you can eat with comfort and everything else and you don't have to worry about laughing and them coming out. <laughs> I was dumping so much money into like replacing each individual tooth. I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm going to find an alternative. I love it. <laughs> I can smile a big smile now and not have to worry about missing teeth. It's a great place. I highly recommend them. This is Dr. Luis Rodriguez, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at exceptionaldentistry.com. That's exceptionaldentistry.com. If you're not careful, you can overpay for a diamond by thousands of dollars. Most people go from store to store, website to website shopping for diamonds or looking for four C's. International Diamond Center's Robbie Blue says looking at the four C's is not enough. There are many, 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 many other criteria that affect how a diamond will look and how it will price out that very few informative sources will tell you about. That's why at IDC you get a thorough diamond education, learn the inside secrets, and understand how to avoid a costly mistake. A to Z, from Z back to A to make sure you understand the investment that you're making and making sure you don't overinvest. In the jewelry industry, you don't get that everywhere. You just get, it's pretty, it's this price, I'll discount it. Do you want to buy it? And they don't care if they ever see you again. So even if you don't buy from IDC, come see us first to learn how to be a smart shopper and buy like a dealer buys. International Diamond Center. Get store hours and directions and learn more at shopidc.com. Sparcy with Steve Russell, weekdays at noon, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. You better get on the ball, Dooley. <laughs> I was looking at something. Caught looking. What young hack had that Colin Sagan, the alligator? Was Caught that, looking. That wasn't Jacob uh, Luft or somebody like Greg that? Greg Doyle, was it? Caught looking. That's like as negative as you can get. Like, I suck, <laughs> was your Colin Sig. All <laughs> Caught right. looking. So um, we talked about the Arkansas Cincy spread. What Seven about? Seven points. Shocks. Florida opened as a one point favored over Utah, but now it's Utah by two and a half. We talked a little bit oh, about Oh, yeah, the word is out. Florida can't recruit, so now they're the underdog. Yep, exactly. <laughs> um, and this, I, I was telling you off the air, but my daughter is angry with me because, like, I told her, I said, I don't think I'm going to the Florida-Utah game because Notre Dame-Ohio State's is exactly the same time, and I want to watch yeah, both of them. It's going to be hot as can be out there. Yeah, well, that's... Yeah, but the excuse I'm using is I want I need to watch these other games. Oh, okay. And she goes, Dad, why don't you either retire or don't retire? Do one or the other. <laughs> I'm like, well, I don't know. I don't you know. can't win, Dooley. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a loser. As Hollis would write, you're between a rock and a hard place <laughs> on that one. Yep. Well, I need to put my nose to the grindstone a little yeah. more. But don't put the cart before the horse no. like you usually do. <laughs> well, when you do that, sometimes you get more grist for the mill. Yeah. 
All right, so Ohio the State. The third time could be the charm if you try. It could be. Ohio State, uh, which, that's a home game against Notre Dame. 14-and-a-half-point favorite. Which, I see that. Yeah, because the, the talent p- difference is big there to me. Well, I think part of it, too. Skill-wise. Skill second game, he's been the head coach, yeah. uh, Marcus Freeman. So Georgia. Yeah, he's recruited pretty well, I think. Georgia and Oregon play to start the season. What, what do you think the spread is for Georgia? Georgia by 14? 17 point favorite. Yeah, at least. I was going to say at least two touchdowns. They're going to they're going to spank Dan Lanning, their former Oregon's coach. Not, Oregon's not going to be that good. Yeah, I don't know how good they they are going to be. I don't I don't like Utah maybe a cakewalk to win that conference. Who else is good? Anybody that's and here's another thing, Pat. People that are on the Cristobal bandwagon so big, look at how they got spanked twice by Utah. And they made no adjustments between the two beatings, basically. Yeah, I know. They made no adjust. It was like they continued the first game. It didn't. Nothing changed. That's a good point. You know, so put that in your pipe and blow it out your. Well, the, you know, I mean, everybody's excited about his recruiting. But no, he's seen. Yeah, he's definitely doing a great job. There. So, um, and it, this one surprises me a little bit. LSU and Florida State. It's a Sunday night game, I believe. Sunday night, yes. Yeah. LSU two and a half point favorite over FSU. I would I would call that a toss up game. You, how good is FSU though? I don't know. I mean, they're basically counting on Jordan Travis to be their the guy that brings them out of the wilderness. But he's pretty good when he's on when he plays well. When, he's really when good. he plays well. Well, that's that's where everybody is. Um, I again, think the, I think that the popular thought out there is that FSU's gotten a little better each year under Norvell, and now they're going to start. Seeing bigger and bigger strides, but we'll see. Yeah, we don't want to see. But that. we don't know about either team. But the whole lot, it, it, you don't know what you're going to get with LSU. No idea. A lot of talent. They don't know who their quarterback is yet. But they could. Kelly end up barely with the, beat FSU with it, with Notre Dame last year. He did. And I think that's again so first that games are brain. so hard to quantify because you never know, you know. What teams are what? How they're gonna? You know, everybody talks about bowl games. They don't We don't know how you're gonna show up for the first game of the season. Did you put the work in? Did you pay attention, or did you yeah. kind of, uh, you know, just kind of cruise into it? I mean, we saw that team, McElwain's the last team, right? Yeah, goes to play in Dallas, and Gator fans pack the place, and they're all excited. Next was that you know, his last year? Or his next? I think it was his year. last year. Well, I, I can't remember. Well, 15, 16, and 17 would have been his year. So I think it was 17. But it might have been 16. But he get, That mean, was a rude awakening for Florida, uh, getting physically manhandled like that. Well, I know Felipe was a quarterback. He was. To start that was his year. first start. And who and who came in to replace him at the, at, the, towards the, the end Notre of the Dame game? transfer. Malik Sire. He sucked. And then you just went, holy crap, that, that guy's They're not going to help him. No. Um, and, of course – there was a divide on the team that some people wanted him to play. And finally, yes, because when Shannon took over after McElwain got oh, fired, yeah, he right. did start Malik Zaire. They then. did, yeah, yeah at, at Missouri. How'd that go? That didn't work out well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's the last media member standing. Is it Mike Wilbon? <laughs> oh, they're telling he's me you've well you got to come on TV. He's too well-dressed to be a hack. Not he's going. No. Yeah, I don't blame him. I think he just—he's he got may, a plane to catch. Do you think he's just slow, or did he have too much to do? Probably had too much to do. Sometimes that can't happen. Uh, here's some a couple other spreads. 
Vandy at Hawaii in week one. Week zero, you mean? Week one. Okay, week one. So that game would be August, what, 23rd? No, 27th. 7th, yeah. No, 6th. Whatever it is. Uh, that's. Uh, I thought you were good in math. I'm, I'm not good in date. I, the one thing Dayton. I'm really bad in is counting how many days are between two dates. Uh, if you give me two seven. dates, I literally have to look at a calendar and count them uh. out. I can't do okay, that. Okay, so why Vanderbilt? Uh, Vanderbilt is a seven-point favorite over Hawaii. I know nothing about Hawaii, though, Pat, do the, you? They must not be very good. They must That's, not be, yeah. You know, Vanderbilt's a seven-point favorite Vandy's over here. Vanderbilt's going to go out there and physically whoop them. <laughs> Anchor That'll, down, Dooley. But that will be, you know, I, I know that everybody makes fun of me, especially Jeff. Jeff. Jeff's not a college football fan at all. No. He no. is. Uh, he's a Gator fan. He wants the Gators to do good, but he, he could he could go the entire football season and only watch Florida games and be happy. And there there are a lot of people I like feel that. Sorry out there. for a guy. Yeah, like that. but I, I <laughs> you and I are different. Yeah, we, we're I'll built. Different. Our wiring is different, and that we love college football so much, and we're we're trying not to. We're hoping that it's not going to ruin um, everything they're doing. It's not going to ruin it for us, but it we, won't. The game will survive. We love it so much that yes, can will I watch. Part, at least part of the Vanderbilt Hawaii game. I'll definitely watch some. Starts at ten thirty. Will you watch FSU Duquesne though? No. I mean that's going to be. I need like to look into a Duquesne. Track meet for one team. <laughs> a track meet where one team forgot to bring their uniforms. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, after that Jacksonville State, there's always hope. Oh, Pat! Oh. No, no, no. One of the great. This is a totally different. One of the animal. great wins of my life. That game. I just, I still, I the still. The greatest thing was the reaction of the cheerleaders didn't know what the hell happened. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> what? That was a beauty. Yeah. Um, also, Nebraska Northwestern, which is the, uh, it's a 1230 start. That could be a good on game. On the first week. Uh, but Nebraska's a 12 and a half point favorite. I didn't think Nebraska would be 12 and a half point over anybody. I know. I, the way they've struggled. I guess Northwestern's not very good. They must have lost a lot. And then finally, uh, the other one I looked up. And again, these are all games that are, um, you know, from the first week, but there are some other games that I, I didn't even – I just looked up a few of them. Pitt, seven-point favorite over West Virginia in the back – isn't that to call the backyard brawl? Yeah. That's good to see that game getting revived. Yeah, and to open the season with it. Get, get your So attention. who's the new Pitt quarterback? Where did he come from? I have no idea. Didn't he transfer? Is it Slovis? The guy yeah. from USC? Yeah. Keaton Slovis? I think you're right, yeah. I think, yeah. Again, he wasn't very good there. I mean, he had some – that's the thing. You never know with these transfer quarterbacks. They transfer anybody. But didn't the Georgia quarterback transfer to West Virginia? McDaniel? Or am I – No. Did I dream that? JT Daniels? Yeah. He Where transferred – I think he did go to West Virginia. I think he did. Yeah, well, so we have two well, USC you've got to get his name right. Okay. <laughs> what did I call him? Called him McDaniel. Oh. O'Sully. O'Sully. You called O'Sully O'Sully today. I'm I did it on purpose. I did it on purpose because I thought it would, you would get a kick out of it. Way to go, O'Doules. O'Doules. <laughs> Boy, I, there could not be a more opposite name for me. Um, but, yeah, so uh, that's great. I didn't even think about that. I should have used that when I wrote a little thing today about it. Thank you. But it's too late now. Already, You're welcome. I already wrote it. Oh. Back, you know, two USC quarterbacks going out. There's a lot of them out there. There's no doubt. It is kind of a weird dynamic. It's almost like I've got to be reminded of it, just like you just reminded me of that. Yeah. I've got to be reminded of it all the time. Well, because like, so many people have switched around that you don't know where they're Who at. is there? Who is there? Is Dylan Gabriel at 
Oklahoma now? Yeah, and he's the starting quarterback. Who's the quarterback at Oregon now? I have no idea. Yeah. It's just we know who USC's is. Look at that. You you like that? Andy Staples. And Andy Staples uh, jacket. That's beauty. Is that a carnation in his coat? I think it's in tribute to Ed Ashoff because he's. Oh, that that would yeah. be it. Yeah. I, I believe it is. In fact, uh, tomorrow on the on the. Uh, Andy's like lost a person. He has. Great he job. Yeah. Tomorrow on the podcast, Richard Johnson is going to join us from the SEC Network, who won the uh, Ed Ashoff Rising Star Award just recently. And uh, good for, guy. Yep, great guy. We're going to have him on and talk about what his impressions were of SEC Media Days. All we can do is look at it and you know respond to what everybody's talking about because we're not obviously there. But uh, I think we've managed to get through it without any problems. We've managed to get through the show without any problems. It was too. fun, Pat. Went by quick uh, as always. Uh, we always enjoy having again. No show tomorrow. We I hope there'll be a show Monday. We'll let you know. We'll try to get that out on social media. Uh, there could it could it may just depend on how Jeff's club is doing. Yeah, up there in Atlanta. All right, that'll be fine either way, Pat. That's going to do it for today's show. Uh, thanks to Christina for producing as always. For Robbie Andrew, Pat Dooley, I am deep, and he is way back, and we're both out of here. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. This is SportsCenter. I'm Doug Brown. Cardinals quarterback Kyler Murray agrees to a contract extension. ESPN's Adam Schefter reports the five-year extension is worth $230.5 million. Murray's deal now runs through the 2028 season. Not many expectations about the Patriots for the upcoming season, but ESPN's Mike Tannenbaum likes their chances and has a bold prediction, too, about their second-year quarterback. Mac Jones in the thick of the MVP race. Greeny, this was a rookie quarterback that took his team to the playoffs. They have two great running backs, two great tight ends, a deeper pool of receivers, acquired Devontae Parker, great offensive line. Coach Belichick will call the plays. They will be very effective on offense, and they are very underrated in the AFC East this year. Mike Tannenbaum on Get Up. After winning a national championship with Georgia, head coach Kirby Smart will get a new 10-year deal with the Bulldogs worth $112.5 million. ESPN has learned that's the biggest contract ever for a college football coach. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. And now, a no-frills ad brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Here it is. You can save big when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive. That's it. See? Just a good old-fashioned, straightforward ad. See if you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE or Progressive.com. If you haven't take problems, I feel bad for you, son. I got 99 problems, but a Chris ain't one. Hit me! This is Canty and Carlin. At Hobart College in Geneva, New York, at the time, we had... Instead of semesters, we had trimesters. Okay. So you only had three courses per 10-week term. Okay. The third term of my freshman year, my grade point average was 0.8. 0.8? I got That's a, impressive. I, to have a GPA below 1.0, that's that's hard to do. It is hard to do. That is hall of shame with your GPA, though. 0.8. I thought I was going to be the low man in this tandem. I had a 1.4 the second semester of my freshman year. You went to UVA. Yeah, but that was after the first semester having a 3.0 GPA. What happened? 
I, I discovered girls. <laughs> now, from the ESPN studios in New York City, this is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. This is Canty Harlan on ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus, Sirius XM Channel 80. And on the ESPN app, ESPN Radio is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. No Canty, no Carlin. Amber Wilson and Mike Wells hanging out with you. What I learned from that rejoin there, Mike Wells, is the show's gotten a lot smarter. Since Canty and Carlin are not on it today, you can give us a call in the CC call in line at Triple H say ESPN 888 Seven two nine three seven seven six. You can also follow us on Twitter at Mike Wells NFL at Amber W Sports. So we know James Harden got his deal from the Philadelphia 76ers. He left about 15 odd million dollars on the table when he opted out of his contract, signed a new deal. It is a one and one deal, a one year deal with a one year player option. And he did this in order to help the franchise secure other players. And they were able to do that because he gave them the flexibility for this upcoming season. Sign players like P.J. Ducker to an, uh, improve that roster. So a nice move there, a team kind of first guy move from uh, his from Harden's camp. But what's interesting is some people now think James Harden has the pressure to win an NBA title. Except for our very own Brian Windhorse actually thinks... It's somebody else in the NBA that has the most pressure on him this season. Here's our ESPN NBA insider on NBA Today. Kyrie Irving is probably in that zone right now. Um, I'm not sure that Kyrie, I, I don't know how he felt about the fact that they really couldn't get much action in trade talks for him, either in a sign-in trade or when he was briefly potentially on the market when Durant asked for a trade. You know, he's obviously a desired player. There are many teams that want Kyrie Irving on their roster. The question is, would all of them want to give him a four- or five-year contract? Right. And would they be in places he wants to be? Because Kyrie has, you know, has forced him his way off of teams in the past. So if Kyrie wants to control his destiny and get the contract that he, you know, wants, he's going to have to have a big year this year, and there's going to be a big bullseye on him if he stays in Brooklyn. So I thought that was really interesting from Wendy, Mike, where maybe it's not James Harden with the most pressure or even a LeBron James or a Kevin Durant, but Kyrie, actually, who has the pressure. What do you make of that? You know, I don't put the pre- I don't put a lot of pressure on James Harden. James Harden did his, James Harden did his part. He left money on the table to try to sort of 76ers can get some better talent around them. LeBron James, you know, he has pressure all the time. That's just that's because of how great he is. Kyrie put himself in this position to have to face so much pressure because of how he acts off the basketball court, how he acted last season and not wanting to be vaccinated, costing the Brooklyn Nets some games at home last year. Now, the fact that nobody is sitting there breaking their neck, trying to put the, you know, use their foot to break down the door and say, give me Kyrie, give me Kyrie, they know from a talent standpoint off the chart to give me Kyrie Irving, the basketball player, 24-7. But with that comes baggage. So Kyrie has to prove that he can stay out of the limelight negative, from a negative standpoint this upcoming season if he's not traded 
this be just a basketball player, an all-star, and lead Brooklyn to the playoffs so that he can get that long-term deal, whether it's in Brooklyn or somewhere else. That's where the pressure is coming from that Brian Windhorst was talking about. He has to prove that he's not a distraction from a non-basketball standpoint and simply an incredible basketball player. It means it depends what we mean here by distraction. I agree with you, right? Like if we're talking about pressure to win a championship, then I actually don't think it's Kyrie Irving by any means that has the most pressure to win a championship. No, 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 not at all. There's several other players I would put on that list. And also with Kyrie, like he's never the number one on the team, right? Like a fantastic player. I know NBA heads will tell you uh, easily one of the most talented players in the entire league. But he's not the number one. The onus is on KD or the onus is on LeBron when Kyrie's around. So I won't put the pressure on him in terms of delivering a championship. I don't think that matters for him. I think what matters for him is what you're suggesting, his commitment to basketball, his commitment to showing up, his attitude as a professional. And you just saw him make an appearance in the Drew League. I mean, he didn't show up to that. Now, given he was doing some other stuff, some other work with kids, but Maybe make them aware that you've changed your mind and you're not going to show up to participate in that Drew League, but that's just Kyrie. That's how Kyrie sort of operates and functions, and that's so, always the 